Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of Service Dog Diaries. I'm so happy you all are listening today. And if you haven't checked out our first episode, go ahead and listen to that one before you listen to this one so you can kind of get an idea for the show. But I'm hoping to start off every show with kind of like a funny or like a good story from my past week with Captain. So I'll start off with this one before we get into the main show today. But um, I've been... Well, I guess not really, but I've been trying to be more mindful, and I decided to do yoga the other night. And I don't think I've ever done yoga, like, in my apartment or when I've had Captain. And Captain's currently learning deep pressure therapy, or DPT, right now. So that, for those of you that don't know, that's when I'm feeling anxious or, um, yeah, mostly anxious. He can come lay on different pressure points of my body to kind of, like, alleviate my anxiety and it also kind of works for grounding for me which makes me feel like I'm more aware of my surroundings so we've been working on that and um we've just been doing it so like I will tell him when I'm not feeling anxious so we can practice at it but so I was doing yoga the other night and he'd never seen me do yoga before so it was so funny because I think he was like thinking that I was in pain or like anxious or something because every time that I would like go to a different yoga position he would just change like he would just come over and try to like lay his body on me and do deep pressure therapy so I thought that was kind of a funny story and showed me that he might be understanding things that we're teaching him especially when it gets to these service dog related tasks like deep pressure therapy so just a cute story I love when service dogs do something that like you don't ask them to do but just for fun like I think on um, chronically Jackie one time her dog brought her a ranch bottle instead of a water bottle so just something like that so for our show today I will be bringing a special guest on and we will be discussing different service dog terms but also different like regular dog terms like from dog spotting and I'm going to have him try to guess what these terms mean. And my special guest today is, drumroll please, guys. my boyfriend, Jake. Hey guys, I'm Jake. I'm uh, Morgan's boyfriend. I've been dating her for a couple years. I was with her before uh, she got captain, and I've kind of been a part of the training process, a small part, um, but I've really enjoyed it. Um, so I'm really eager to do this quiz today. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you. <laughs> so let's get started with some of the service dog terms. I know you'll probably know a lot of these, so rather than asking you like what they stand for, I think I'll ask you to expand more on them. Just, and he knows them just because I use them day to day. So you ready? Yes. Okay. First term is handler. So that's the person who takes care of the dog and that the dog takes care of. Good answer. Second one is prospect. The second, usually the second dog that is uh, still learning. Um, usually people have one service dog that's currently working or it not, not yet retired but going to retire. And the prospect is the next dog to take over. The next of kin, if you would. Yes, but... I would say that all dogs are prospects before they become service dog in training. So Captain was a prospect before it was service dog. So it doesn't always mean your second dog, but so good partial idea. Partial credit. Partial credit. You had the right idea. All right, next one. We'll mix in acronyms in here too. So S-D-I-T. Service dog in training. Do not pet. 
do not pet. That's exactly what Captain is right now. Um, I think I know a lot of people kind of are trying to discuss when you move from prospect to SDIT and then SDIT to SD. And what I kind of learned through the community is that once your dog starts to be task trained for your disability and they've shown good progress in their training, they change status from prospect to service dog in training. So that's a good fun fact. And then there's, I'll get into my next one, but next acronym is SD. Same thing, not in training anymore. They have been, so you, I, my understanding is you go from SDIT to SD. So sort in training from, so service dog in training to service dog once your dog has been task trained. So. Yes. And I saw a good post the other day in one of my Facebook groups about when you know how to change your dog from SDIT to SD. And something that really resonated with me is that some people like to keep the in-training patches on longer than normal. I guess you could say, like, well past their dog has been, like, moved from service dog training to service dog because it kind of takes the anxiety of oh my gosh my dog needs to be perfect all the time off of them of course they still should be perfect and really well trained but i think that that's something that i'll probably consider once we get farther along in captain's training just because everyone's already watching you and if your dog does one small thing i don't know it's controversial but kind of eases kind of eases you you know instead of saying oh he's a service dog he needs to be perfect all the time and that really is a a great goal but you know there, there are dogs there are misunderstandings um, so, you know, having that in training, is like, oh, okay, he's, he's still in training, I understand. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, it kind of eases, eases the pain if there's an issue. Right. Hopefully there's not. Perfect. Exactly. So, now we're going to get into another acronym, ESA. Okay, that's Emotional Support Animal. And recently in the news, there was the uh, Peacock ESA that was denied boarding on United. Um, which is an interesting story altogether that we could probably get into later. But um, these are animals, not necessarily dogs. Uh, oftentimes, I think I think people will use uh, miniature horses or miniature ponies for them, but I'm not sure. Uh, wrong. Incorrect. <laughs> what is the miniature pony used for if it's on the uh, SI? Mobility. But for what group of dogs? Or what group of animals? What group? Dogs? Service dogs. Service dogs. But they're not called... Okay, it's service animals according to ADA, and... But we all know dogs are the best. Yeah, dogs are the best. But um, some people choose to use miniature ponies instead of service dogs if they need stronger mobility. Um, And also, they get... They have a longer lifespan. They can live to be like 20 to 25 years or something like that. So a lot of times people feel like it's a better investment because your animal will live and work longer. So, yes... Miniature ponies can be service animals. So ST is service dog, but I guess we could say SA for service animal. Um, But what do you need if you want to have an ESA? Uh, I think it's a doctor's note. Right. From a doctor that actually knows you, not those scams that are online. I don't know who would use those scam sites. uh, I don't know either. And they don't need to be task trained. ESAs. Correct. I mean, now I think Delta, one of the airlines required a training uh, form, something to show that the dog has been trained, but that doesn't really have any, there's no real benchmarks for it, just that it's been trained, Mm -hmm. however you want to define training. 
Yeah. And I think we'll do an episode later where we get into um, specifically flying with a service dog or an emotional support animal. And I'd love to talk to somebody who's actually done that since we haven't flown with Captain yet. And also describing kind of differences between ESAs, therapy dogs, and service dogs since that's a whole other conversation that we could be having. So briefly, do you want to tell me what a therapy dog is? Yeah, those are the dogs often have to take a test like the CGC, which is the Canine Good Citizen test or something equivalent. And they are the dogs that go into hospitals and help people um, like do reading, like children who don't know how to read. It helps children um, read. Like, if they get anxious to read. The dogs don't read for the children. Um, But that would be really cool. Um, The big difference between therapy dogs uh, and SDs is therapy dogs have kind of have multiple handlers and that the kid is going to be the recipient of the services provided by the therapy dog rather than uh, just the handler being the sole recipient um, in the case of SD. Yeah, so just to clarify, for a therapy dog, they're not task trained for one individual. Instead, they're trained to provide comfort to many different people. And what's a ma- another major difference between therapy dogs and service dogs? Uh, public access. Correct. So they do not. They do. Not, they are not given public access. Only service dogs are. So that was good. That was a little brief introduction to the differences between SDs, ESAs, and therapy dogs. And we're also hoping to get somebody on the show that talks that has a therapy dog too, since we want to talk about all different types of working dogs. So the next acronym I have for you is FHA. Uh, Federal Housing Administration. Wait, is that correct? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I know that it's something housing something. I didn't know it was like the FHA. I I thought Uh it was a a specific service dog term. Okay, cool. This is important for service dogs, though. Well, can you tell me why? Yeah, so there's a legal requirement for uh, people who own, I believe, more than four owners of, I think, at least four... Um, apartment buildings or four unit apartments. I need to look up the mm-hmm. language, but um, it, they are required to um, meet the to. They're required to allow service dogs to live in the um, apartments with uh, reasonable accommodation or a request for reasonable accommodation. And mm-hmm. I think they can ask for a doctor's note, but I'm not not entirely sure about that. Yeah, I don't, I'm not that well educated on the FHA. I know that for the current apartment that I live in now, we had to request reasonable accommodation for, um, for Captain to live here. And that just, I had to fill out some paperwork, um, give them my doctor's note, and I think provide a shot record. So that's... I think we also wanted a picture. Oh yeah, a picture in case that he got lost. Yeah, I think so too. Um, we, or I live in a pet-friendly apartment, so... That's, I mean, it gets really, really tricky when you're talking about having a working dog in different housing because it's not ADA, so it's FHA, which most people don't really know about. So we can go into that later. But essentially, it's most service animals can live in apartments. I'll just say most because there are different stipulations and regulations that you have to follow. So yeah, FHA is what... You have to follow if you live with a service dog in an apartment, in a house you don't own. So, okay, that's just briefly again. <laughs> that's a whole other topic. But next vocab word is team. Uh, that refers to the service dog and the handler pair. Yeah, exactly. 
I had Jake the other day take a team photo of me and Captain, and I think he thought it was the funniest thing because he's like, what do you mean team? Like, this isn't a sport. And I had to explain to him that, oh, yeah, we work together, so kind of is like a team. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a funny word, team. I, I would have expected, like, pair or um, not couple, but something, to, you know, sort of to yeah. that effect. Team is just, it's just kind of funny to me to think of it as a team. But, you know, it makes sense. We're working together for a common goal, so... You guys are a team. Yeah, exactly. All right, next acronym is PA. Physician's Assistant. I, I don't know. <laughs> Not so, 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 so this is public access. Oh, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. So I know a lot of social talks, too, um, will take what's called a PAT, which is a public access test, which is kind of similar to the CGC, but just more advanced. And I'm not sure if there's anyone that administers these tests independently or if it's just something like in an organization that administers the test or if I've just seen them on YouTube. So not entirely sure about that. But yeah, PA is public access. And I just want to say, if you know all these acronyms up to this point, uh, kudos to you because there is a lot of letters, a lot of alphabet soup going on here. <laughs> and you are doing really well if you made it up to this point. Yeah. Because uh, I haven't. Yeah, good job to all of our listeners out there. Yay! Okay, next... Captain loves it when we, when we clap. Oh, yeah, he always gets so excited. Yeah. All right, next one, ADA. Americans with Disabilities Act of 1963. I actually don't know the year. Yeah, I'm not sure the year either. I'm taking a, like, 1960s history course now, so maybe I'll learn about it there, but not sure if it was earlier before that. I'll, so I'll look a, that up after this. So that's a big piece of legislation. It covers everything from service dogs to... Um, the requirement of elevators to requirement of putting in, um, uh, you know, those little uh, handicap accessible buttons mm -hmm. on the doors and make them open automatically. Um, another interesting requirement of that law is that, <clears throat> excuse me, that uh, they have to have the same entrance for handicapped people for architecturally. So they have to have the same uh, sort of entrance experience. It needs to have the same grandeur. You can't just have them enter out of, I guess, like, the side enters. They need to mm -hmm. enter in the front and feel just like everybody else. So, great piece of legislation. Protects a lot of people and uh, improves access for that, millions. Yeah, I was actually an architecture student for one semester, and that fun fact was something that I learned then. And I thought that was super interesting. I would have never thought that. Yeah. But, so, um, yeah. This More is my than favorite. That, I just passed it off. As my yeah, own. he did. He heated me, but <laughs> um, ADA is definitely my favorite piece of legislation, I think, that our government has passed because it protects me and gives me the right to have captain. Okay, next one, PSD. Hmm. I don't know. Post-service dog? No, psychiatric service uh, dog. So, I mean, we could do, like, GD, which would mean guide dog. There's a ton of different ones, but I picked this one because Captain is primarily a psychiatric service dog since he's trained for PTSD. Um, oh, I could have thrown that one in yeah, there too, PTSD. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, last one for our service dog list is WASH. Okay, I, I do happen to know this because I did see when Morgan was putting the list together. I saw WASH. I'm like, what? How do I think she was thinking about how to wash your service dog. I'm like, you wash it like any other dog, and then I, was, I didn't realize <laughs> like we were give talking. Give it a bath. Like give yeah, like <laughs> give it a bath. I didn't realize we were talking within sort of the service dog vernacular. So uh, wash is when, unfortunately, service dog doesn't make it. Um, 
you know, it doesn't make the cut for the behavior or training requirements. So it has to just be pretty great regular old dog. Mm-hmm. And some people also make their, um, I guess, prospects or service dogs in training, they'll become an ESA just because it, it does all the same things that a service dog does except it's not task trained or um, it just can't be obedient in public. Or There's a lot of different issues that can arise when you wash a dog, but essentially those are the main ones. So those are all the vocabs from my service dog terms. I'm sure that there's some that I'm forgetting and... If so, if I didn't cover any that you want me to cover in the next show, just feel free to reach out on Facebook or on Instagram, and I can be sure to add those. But you did what are your lot. handles? Oh, um, my handles is, for Instagram is at Captain Service Dog, and Facebook, I think you can just search Service Dog Diaries Podcast, and it'll show up. I'll have all my links in the description for each podcast. You can just go there and find them and reach out to us. So now that those were the service dog terms, you did pretty well, by the way. Thank you. I guess, I mean, you knew, but <laughs> I hope this is also informative to those of you who may not know, who are listening and don't know much about the service dog community, and just kind of a fun game for those that were in, that are in the service dog community. So the next game we'll transition to is regular dog terms. I don't know why I'm saying regular, but... It's the only thing I could think of. And these are the terms that often pop up in dog spotting. I don't know if any of you who listen are members of that Facebook group. I'm sure a lot of you guys are. Yeah. You know, people who have service dogs generally love their dogs. And that's what dog spotting is all about. There's like a thousand different dog spotting Facebook groups. I think there's one big one. There's a huge one, yeah. Yeah. Um, So these are like words that kind of this community, the dog spotting community, uses to discuss different dogs that they see and I don't think that we've ever discussed what these words mean in particular there's a few that we use in regards to captain that we'll get to so I'm interested to see how you do it yeah, so I can have a little advantage because earlier today um bark box by the way great company mm-hmm. uh, would love to have them as a yeah, sponsor please sponsor us Barkbox. <laughs> But on their Instagram story, they had a little lesson on all these dog ter- on some of the dog terms. So I'm hoping that'll help me out on the quiz, but I'm not entirely uh, sure if it will. But yeah, I think see. it will. I think I okay. put a couple of them in okay, there. Good. Okay, the first one I know that you might not know, but it's definitely my favorite that I've heard recently, and it's another ac- acronym: D I L P or DILP. Dog I'd like petting. Dog, I'd like to pet. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. I know. I never heard that one except for today when I was doing my research, and I thought that was hilarious. I love that. (laughs) I don't know. I just I love it so much. Okay, next one is floofer. Um, I'm gonna guess that's a dog. Like that's a dog that has really fluffy, um, fluffy hair. So like Mm -hmm. poodle mixes are generally floofers. I guess you you could call Captain a floofer. Yeah, when I was sitting in one of my classes the other day, I heard a girl a few rows ahead. She's like, OMG, that dog is such a floofer. And I'd never heard anyone like refer to Captain as that, as a floofer, but it's so true. He's just fluffy and poofy. He's a floofer. Yeah. All right, the next one is boof. So it's like a little boof. Mm-hmm. Like a little, little <laughs> yeah. bark. Like yeah. not, I guess we could like say they're not using their entire voice but maybe like a third of their voice just a, a little something to let you know 
hey, I'm here. Yeah. I, I, I see it. I know what's going on. <laughs> I got uh, it under control. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, when Captain was a puppy, I think one of my favorite memories of him is we had a little dog bed for him, and he would go lay on his back in it and just go boof, boof, like over and over. I'll, I think I have a video, so I'll post it to our Facebook page. But it was just such a fun memory, and that's kind of how we, like, learned the word boof, because it, it sounds just like that. Mm-hmm. All right, the next one is bork. Bork. Okay, I, I learned this today on the um, BarkBox story. Bork is an upgraded boof. So mm-hmm. it is, I don't know if it's full full voice, but it's, it's definitely stronger than a little boof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Thankfully, Captain's not really a big barker, or I guess I could say borker. Um, He's a bit of a boofer, though. He is, yeah. He does boof. Okay, next up is boop. B-O-O-P. Boop. Is that a stronger uh, stronger bork? No. Oh, wait, wait. Is that the nose? Yes. Okay. Uh So if they touch something with their nose or you touch their nose, it's called, like, boop. Like, booping. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Booping, yeah. Yeah, that would be a good command. Uh, you know, a lot of times you need to teach the dogs how to touch with their nose. Yeah. You just say boop. <laughs> Maybe one day for fun I'll like switch his touch command to boop and just see how that goes. That's a good one. All right, so next is small. Small? S-M-O-L. Does it mean small but for dogs? Like yeah. Little? Okay. Uh-huh. If any of you watch Mr. Kate on YouTube, she calls herself small. So I always think, I always keep them kind of mixed up because it just means like something that's small. And um, when we traveled early this year, we met a kid whose name was <laughs> Oliver, but he called himself Smalliver. So I don't know. I just always think of like small. <laughs> yes. Especially not just small, but when it's small with yeah, an O. Yeah, S-M-O-L. Because yeah. he called himself small, Smalliver. Small. Well, he said Smalliver, but he, it's spelled S-M-O-L-I-V-E-R. And yeah. yes, we did check that with him just to make sure that we were getting <laughs> that name right. correct. He was probably like, uh, what, like 10 or 11 years old. He was funny. Yeah, yeah, he was funny. Okay, we totally took a tangent, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's small. Okay, next one is Heckin. Ooh. H-E-C-K-I-N. I do believe. That is, Yes. Do you want to expand or should I? Gosh darn. It means gosh darn, I believe. Like, like, yeah. I don't know. I read an article that defined, oh, and also, yes, I did read like three articles about what these words mean. It was like dog definitions <laughs> explained today. Um, so a couple of them, there was a major dispute about what heckin actually means. And I think it's essentially like how dogs curse. But you can also say like, oh, he gave me a, a heckin' scare or something. I don't know. It's a little bit confusing, but I thought it was... I think it's funny to just think that it's, like, when dogs curse. Like how yeah, they so would. heckin' mad at you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fair word. Okay. Next one, which I know you'll know, is zoomies. I love that one. I love when dogs get zoomies. That's when they run, want to run around, you know. Um, you know, if they're outside, they just want to do laps and big circles. Um, a lot of fun. That's the zoomies. You got the zoomies, yeah. bud. I think uh, that's probably one of my favorite things to watch dogs do, too. Captain, it doesn't really ever happen to him. but Not um, inside. Yeah. Sometimes outside. And one of our friends that we play with uh, outside, it's funny. Every time their dog goes to the bathroom, they'll always get the zoomies afterwards. <laughs> which I, I, know. I wonder how many of you guys have observed that, of you guys listening. Have you had your dog go to the bathroom and then get the zoomies immediately 
afterward. Because I don't know if that's just a you know an individual thing to that one dog, or if that is actually something that happens to a lot of you guys. Yeah, let me let us know on our social media. Um, let's answer that question. That'd be fun to do a different question like every podcast. So yeah. new, that's a new thing. New now. thing. Let us know. Does your dog get the zoomies after they go to the bathroom? Number one or number two. We don't can care. Be added. We don't discriminate. <laughs> right, next up. <laughs> okay, next up. I think we said, yep, we said Bork. So the next up is Pupper. So that is short for, this one I learned today. Pupper is short for Pupperachino. Pupperachino is like a, I guess it's like a fancier term for Pupper. But that refers to just the mighty finest Pupper, uh, puppies or little dog or mm-hmm. young dog yeah. out there. Young dog. I'm, I've never heard Puppuccino. That's puppet, you, I don't know if it's Puppuccino or Puppuccino. I saw it on the BarkBox story. So so it up. has to be true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, next one. I had never heard this word until today, and I only read it on one site, so it might not be true, but I'll say it anyways. Maybe they made it up just to spite podcast makers. Maybe. Next one is Bork Drive. Bork Drive? Mm-hmm. I am uh, kind of drawing a blank on that one. I don't know. That one is defined as, like, borking. So, like, barking while running. Bork drive. Bork drive. Well, if it's a trot, can it be a bork trot? Like, if they're doing, like, a little trot, you know how to I guess. Do? Yeah, I guess. Maybe. New term. Yeah, I'll reach out to them. Have that added to the list. <laughs> yeah. All right. What does doggo mean? It means dog. Mm-hmm. That's just the generic, the generic dog vocabulary for dog. Yeah, is dog. Doggo. How many times did I just say dog in that sentence? Imagine how many times you've said dog in this entire podcast. Oh my god. Maybe one time I'll give like someone like a prize for like <laughs> <Counting>. <laughs> in like our yeah. whole uh, season yeah, you one. Need, like, one of those clicker uh, things that they yeah. use to count. To count. Yeah, I know exactly what we're talking about. All right, I think we saw Floofer. Oh, um, the next one is H O O M A N. Human. Human. My human. I guess that's a human from a dog's perspective. Exactly. Next is snoozles. Oh, snoozles. I love a good snoozle, and so do the dogs. Mm-hmm. That is when you take a little, a little nap. Yep. Exactly. The only reason I know this is because we started to follow thoughts of dogs. On Twitter. Oh, yeah. Which is so funny, by the way. If you don't follow them, you need to right now. And I think it's by the same people that made We Rate Dogs on Twitter. But it's just so funny. They always talk about how they take an afternoon snoozle. Excuse me. So our final, or not final one, we have a few more to go, but is the next one is Pats. Pats, that's uh, like when you pet, petting from the dog's perspective. Like, hey, please give me some Pats. I love some Pats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Patty. Okay, the next I have the definitions written down, so I hope you I'll don't honest, see them. Okay, the next one is blep. B-L-E-P. I have no idea. It sounds like throwing up, but I hope it's not that. It is not that. Um, it is like when they only stick out like a tiny, tiny bit of their tongue. Oh, I like that. And so the next one would be blop. So I'm going to assume that's more of the tongue. Yes. Is that out of a like a sideways angle? I think like I think it could be the sideways angle. Yeah, I think that's right. Hashtag side tongue. Hi, <laughs> side tongue. 
And then our final one is Mlem. M-L-E-M. I want to say that's when they sneeze, but I don't know. Oh, no. I wonder what that is, though. I'm not sure that there is one. Also, let me know if there's a dog vocab word for when dogs sneeze. Um, but Mlem, or I think I'm saying that right, M-L-E-M, yeah. is the extending tongue. So, like, when the tongue oh, is out I see, I of the that. way. Yeah. 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 So you did again pretty well. I should have marked which ones you got right or wrong, but I would say you got like at least seventy-five percent right. So that's a passing score. Yeah, passing. I think you would do above average. I'll study it next time. Yeah, you can give me a textbook. Okay, I can do that. Thank you so much for taking the time to do my quiz today. I think you did really well. Yeah, no problem. I was a little surprised by the positive results, but uh, you know, there's always room for improvement. About seventy-five percent. So we do have a few more terms to study, so hopefully yeah. I can come yeah. back and get a perfect score. Yeah, and let us know if there's any terms that we didn't include or that you want us to know about, because I'm sure that I'm missing some. It's just hard to think about so many. And I'd love to have Jake on again to do another episode about what it's like to date someone with a service dog, because he's essentially been through the whole process with me, just on the other end of it. So Yeah, that'd be that. a lot of fun. Okay, cool. Well, that is the end of our second episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we are now available in the iTunes store, in the iTunes podcast store. So feel free to subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a good review. Tell your friends. Let's just make this podcast grow. And as always, feel free to reach out to us on social media. If you have any ideas for future podcasts, if you'd like to be on the show, if you liked something we talked about, we'd love to hear from our listeners. So... Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next episode. Boop, boop. <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs>